Hello everyone, I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own, and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading! This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. The Fun Kids Book Club with The Wild Way Home by Sophie Kirtley. An unforgettable adventure about courage, hope, family and finding your way. Hey and welcome to the Fun Kids Book Club podcast. My name is Bex and today the author I'm going to be chatting to is a brand new one. It's Sophie Kirtley, author of The Wild Way Home. So let's have a little chat. So I am joined down the line by Sophie Kirtley. Hey Sophie, how are you? Hello Bex, I'm very well thank you. How are you? I'm grand. I just finished reading your brand new book, The Wild Way Home, and I absolutely loved it. Um, So congratulations on that. I believe it's out super duper soon. Thank you so much. Yes, it is. It's out this week. So I'm really, really excited. So in it, you've got the main character, Charlie. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about what Charlie is up to when we meet her in the book? Yes, absolutely. So at the very start of the book, Charlie is just a normal kid getting on with normal life, but with something really exciting about to happen because Charlie's about to get a new baby brother or baby sister. And because Charlie's 12, it's been quite a long time time waiting to have a sibling so Charlie just can't wait but when the baby is born things aren't exactly what Charlie's expecting Charlie feels really overwhelmed with all the different feelings of having a new baby in the house but also the problems that have come with this so Charlie runs into the forest and that's when the adventure starts. Yeah, it's kind of a book of two halves, isn't it? Because at the beginning, you've got just Charlie's day-to-day life. You've got, you know, her friends and uh, all of the stuff going on in Charlie's family. And then you kind of enter this magical world. Yes, exactly. And um, yes, so Charlie doesn't really understand what's happened either. But what happens in the story is that Charlie ends up, I think this isn't too much of a spoiler because it says it on the back of the book. So I think I'm alive (laughs) if it says it on the blurb. Um, Charlie ends up in the Stone Age. And that's where Charlie's adventure takes place. So you're right, Bex, it is a book of two halves. Part of it is sort of real life, normal world where we all live. And the other part is somewhere where I've certainly never been before. I don't know if you've got any time travellers who are listening, (laughs) but the other part of the book is in the Stone Age. So what made you pick the Stone Age to go back to? Well, it was a bit of luck, really, as much as anything else. Because when I was a wee girl, you can hear from my accent, I'm Northern Irish, and I grew up in Northern Ireland. And we used to play in a forest that was behind my friend's house. And every time I was writing stories as a grown-up, often I'd find my imagination in this forest. So when I started researching it as a grown-up and reading about it on the internet, I was so surprised because in real life, the forest I played when I was a little girl was actually um, a place where archaeologists had found Stone Age remains, really important ones. It was the most important Stone Age site in all of Ireland. And I didn't know this when I played there. But when, as a writer, when I found that out, I just thought, wow, I could have almost been walking on 
footprints from Stone Age people. <laughs> and that's what made me get really excited about the Stone Age because it almost felt like it could have happened to me, what happens to Charlie in the book. So that's why I chose the Stone Age. In fact, maybe the Stone Age chose me. <laughs> <laughs> it was there all along for you. Now, I love Charlie in the book. Charlie's such a great character because you really kind of empathise, I think. it's it, Getting an, a new brother or sister is really difficult. And also then, of course, Charlie's big adventure in the... Uh, in the forest is pretty exciting as well and, and Charlie's brave and, and awesome. How did you feel about writing Charlie as a character? Oh, I loved writing Charlie because I really, really like to get under the skin of my characters and really imagine that it's happening to me. So when Charlie was having sad things happen, I felt so sad. And when Charlie was on a big adventure, oh, sometimes I'd feel really almost out of breath if Charlie was running or <laughs> if Charlie had some dangerous things happening. I felt really frightened and that kind of thing. So I kind of feel like everything that happened to Charlie happened to me in a way, which is a funny kind of feeling. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah. And also uh, she meets a mysterious boy. I don't want to give too much away, but that must have been quite exciting to write as well. This kind of meeting of two different cultures. Yes, absolutely. And I loved writing the mysterious boy, as you call him. I loved writing his parts because for that, I had to imagine someone altogether different and someone who didn't know or understand any of the things from our world or from Charlie's world and sort of put myself in that frame of mind of thinking, gosh, what would I think about, oh, I don't know, shoes or... Um, mm. uh, I don't know, a bag or all the things that we see as really ordinary. How would they look from the viewpoint of someone who is from another place altogether, another time altogether? So, yeah. Exactly. I also like the language as well. The kind of like the slight miscommunications and the mistranslations, because, of course, they're both kind of learning each other's language. Yeah, I had so much fun with that, Bex, because I had to kind of try to imagine how it would be to yeah, hear a, a Stone Age person speaking mm. or how that person would hear our language. And I kind of thought about if any of you have got little brothers or sisters, little tiny ones, I thought about how we learn to speak in our very first words because we copy a lot, we get things wrong. And I think some of the funny bits in the book are where um, Charlie and the mysterious boy um, can't quite communicate clearly together because sometimes it leads them into um, having really funny conversations because they don't understand each other properly. I, I do enjoy the kind of the idea that you know we might be different but also we all can get along because that's kind of what happens. Yeah absolutely and that idea is so important to me um, and it was a big thing that I wanted to, to get across in the story because um, I think I really feel that way too. I've got lots of friends who aren't like me at all. We're chalk <laughs> and cheese. But um, I find that a really good adventure in itself, having friends that are a bit different. That's how you um, learn about different kinds of people, I guess. And how has it been? I mean, I know right now it's a bit of a tough time for authors and for booksellers. Bookshops are slowly starting to open up again. Have you been able to see your book in the wild, so to speak? Yes. For the very first time this weekend... I went with my family and we went to two bookshops and I was lucky enough to see it in both of the bookshops and I gave it a great big cuddle and I even got to sign some books and because it's my first book I kind of felt really naughty going into a bookshop <laughs> with a pen and writing in the book so I thought is someone going to tell me off but I had checked with the bookseller first and it was fine but I still felt a bit like someone might just say what are you what are you doing 
<laughs> oh, I bet. Yeah, but that must be so exciting as well, especially like you're one of the first books to uh, to kind of come out just as the bookshops are opening again. That's exciting. Exciting. I'm so lucky. So, so lucky. I'm really, really thrilled. It doesn't quite feel real. You know, Sophie, you are a brand new author, which means you uh, you get to do my special author quiz for the first time ever. Is that OK with you? Yes, I'm very nervous. I hope I do OK. <laughs> I think you'll be all right on this one. It's a quick fire round of questions. Just tell me what you agree with. Uh, books or Kindles? Books. Books. Heroes <laughs> or villains? Ooh. Heroes. That was all I could see. I could hear the uh, dilemma in your voice there. Uh, film adaptation. I know, I do like a villain too. It's tricky. Film adaptation or TV adaptation? TV adaptation, I think. <laughs> These are hard questions. <laughs> I know. Writing or reading? Beck, stop it. This is impossible. <laughs> You're putting me in a terrible position. Um, reading. Reading, excellent. Uh, Stone Age or Bronze Age? Stone Age. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Hogwarts or Narnia? Narnia. Okay. Laptop or write by hand? Laptop. Bookshop visit or school tour? Oh, school tour. <laughs> Hands I, I love bookshops. That sounded very negative. But I just love, I really love meeting, um, meeting readers and meeting um, young people. So that's why I said that. And also you're a former teacher, is that right? You're probably used to being in a school. Yes, exactly. I really am and I do miss it. So um, and I have children of my own. So yeah, I, I love I love that, the fun of that. I love bookshops too, because it's sort of quieter and calmer and I'm not very quiet <laughs> or calm. <laughs> Good answer. Uh do you write nine to five or do you write when you fancy? Oh my goodness. Um I'd love to write nine to five, but uh I have two <laughs> too many children and too many other <laughs> um, competing things so I write when I fancy sometimes nine to five um, but yeah whatever whatever I can manage whenever I can. <laughs> Do you prefer poetry books, picture books or middle grade books? I can't choose between those three so I refuse <laughs> I love you've literally picked my three favourites um, <laughs> And that is exactly what my book diet is made of. So I like to have a balanced book diet, Beck. So can I have a scoop of each, please? How very healthy of you. Of course you can. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Oh, dear me. This is so <laughs> cruel. Um, Paddington. Paddington. That would be my answer as well. But that is a hard one. And finally, <laughs> the last one uh, is, is salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Salt and vinegar, absolutely hands down. That's my secret um, addiction is salt and vinegar crisps. So, yeah. yes, totally. That is the correct answer. <laughs> yes, I agree with you. You could, you could say anything you want for the last few, but it's just that one is the one that I care about the most, and you, you. passed with flying colors. <laughs> Thank goodness. I'll, I'll relax now. That was tense. Tense. <laughs> that means I get to make sure that I definitely tell everybody now, uh, go out. If you're in a bookshop and you're looking for a brand new book to add to your collection, check out Sophie Kirtley's The Wild Way Home. It's a beautiful front cover with kind of winding trees all around it. It looks amazing and uh, everybody needs to go and check it out. Thank you so much, Sophie, for popping by Fun Kids. Thank you so much for having me. Happy reading, everybody brilliant stuff thank you so much to sophie now one thing we have here on the podcast is a very special super secret bit where our authors tell us what was their favorite childhood book let's find out after this 
So I mentioned we were going to hear a little bit about Sophie's favourite childhood book. Let's find out right now. So now Sophie's going to tell me about her favourite childhood pick. Uh, Sophie, this is a book I don't know at all. It's The Wolves of Willoughby Chase by Joan Aiken. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Oh, yes. I read this when I was a girl and I've read it since with my own children. And it's a very dark and mysterious story about two children who are left in a very unfortunate circumstance in an old, old house called Willoughby Chase. And they're looked after by a very cruel and horrible distant relative. So they need to escape and they go on a really wonderful adventure trying to get away from um, the, the cruel lady who's out to get them. And I just, it's really atmospheric. It's really fun and funny in places as well. Um, and it's really scary. It's just the kind of book that I still love reading now, full of adventure and full of dangers. And also there's a journey at the middle of it that I really, really enjoy. I've just remembered the name of the nasty lady. She's called Miss Slycarp. And um, yeah, she's horrid. And uh, yeah, she tries to get them. <laughs> I mean, what a name, Miss Slycop. You know like that she's going to be a, a, a piece of work, we should say. Oh, she is. She's a nasty piece of work. <laughs> so do you think this book maybe influenced a bit of your writing for The Wild Way Home, the, the story, the kind of like the journey element of it? Yes, I do love a journey story. And I often find myself when I'm writing, I've got to get my characters from one place to another. Also, the idea of the two children, it's Sylvia and Bonnie are the two um, characters in it. And there's also uh, a boy that they meet who is a sort of shepherd boy. And um, they're really, really different. And I kind of find that in my writing, I'm often writing about people who are very different from one another. They're usually trying to escape something and they're usually trying to go somewhere, but it's ever so difficult to get there. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of the main theme of the Wolves of Willoughby Chase, but um, also it tends to be what I write about and something about the atmosphere and um, of the book perhaps as well. Now I think, am I right in thinking this was a series, there was a few of them? Yes there were and I read them when I was little but the only one I still have my own copy of is The Wolves of Willoughby Chase so I haven't reread any of the, the later ones as a grown-up. And because my memory is just so dreadful, I can't actually remember. <laughs> but does that mean uh, in a similar influential way, do you think there'll be a second Wild Way Home or do you have another project on the go? Well, the second, I am writing another book that's set in a similar world to the Wild Way Home. I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say about it, Ooh. but it features some of the characters from the Wild Way Home, but not the ones you might expect yeah, that's <gasps> mysterious enough so yes the stone age but it's not exactly a sequel sophie what are you doing to me now i'm looking at my book <laughs> and i'm kind of looking at the because you've got a beautiful map at the front of your book yes i have a um, map i love a book with a map <laughs> yeah me too and now i'm thinking oh where where have the where are you going to write about now right well that's that's something for me to figure out later on um i'll put my book away <laughs> Try, try and figure out what characters I reckon you're going to bring back again. Uh, Sophie, thank you so much for chatting to us. Uh, that was fab to find out about your, your childhood pleasure. book. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, we've heard so much about the book. I think we should probably hear a little bit of the book. So let's get Sophie to do a reading of The Wild Way Home. Among the trees, the air tastes cool and shadowy. 
The branches on either side of the path lean in slightly so it's dark like a tunnel. I can still hear the faint echo of Lamont and Beaky's laughter. A big clumsy bird flaps out of a tree so close to my head I duck. My foot, foot skids out in front of me and I end up sitting on the path. The bird lands on a branch, beady eyes staring at me. It's a wood pigeon with feathers the colours of early morning sky, grey and pink and silver. I look down at the gravel I disturbed when I slipped. One small, pale stone catches my eye. I pick it up and rub it on my shorts to cream it. It's whitish, smooth, about the size and shape of an almond. I stare at the dull gleam of the stone on my muddy palm, and I realise it's not a stone at all. It's a tooth. A little shiver tingles like a breath across my shoulder blade. A tooth! Root and all! Wow! And it's not small either. Must be from quite a decent-sized animal. A badger? A fox, maybe? Or a deer? I don't care if Beaky and Lamont tease me about it. This tooth is definitely going in my collection. I've never found a tooth in Mandel Forest before. I get to my feet, pressing the tooth's pointy end into my fingertip. It leaves a little dimple there. I slide it into my pocket. I feel the wit of someone watching me. Lamont! Beaky! I call. <laughs> be just like them to sneak up on me, get revenge for not winning a game. There's no one here. The wood pigeon in the tree ruffles his feathers noisily and I nearly jump out of my skin. You scared me, I say as I gaze up at him. His feathers shimmer, swirling colours of oil on water. The wood pigeon stares back. Ooh, he says, his head cocked to one side. Ooh, ooh, I laugh. I'm Charlie Merriam, I reply, and the wood pigeon flaps off. Charlie Morum, says a low voice from high in the tree behind me. A human voice, a voice I do not know. I run, faster than I've ever run before, because this time it's not a game. Well, that was awesome. Thank you so much to Sophie Kirtley for popping by Fun Kids and telling us all about the wild way home. That is it for today's book club podcast, but don't forget to rate, review and subscribe wherever it is to get your podcast from. And we'll see you really soon. Bye. The Fun Kids Book Club with The Wild Way Home by Sophie Kirtley. An unforgettable adventure about courage, hope, family and finding your way. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Cressida Cowell, author of How to Train Your Dragon, and I'm just popping in to tell you about my new book series, Which Way to Anywhere. It's a story about four children who discover that there are alternative worlds beyond our own and that they can travel to them with the help of a magical map and a very special gift. Of course, this leads to epic, unexpected adventures. Which Way to Anywhere and its sequel, Which Way Round the Galaxy, are both available to buy now. Happy reading!